This is the Overtime Podcast Network. Welcome, regrets to this Blackhawks Hockey Ringcast episode 53, brought to you by the Overtime Media Podcast Network. Your sport, your team, on your time. And we are also brought to you by our founding sponsors at PuckHockey.com, P-U-C-K-H-C-K-Y.com. Head over, get yourself some rinkware, specifically some rinkware. Get yourself some rinkware. Use that discount code, the rink, T-H-E-R-I-N-K. Get yourself a hat, get yourself hoodies, some t-shirts. Uh, now's a good time, downtime of the year. Get yourself some new swag for the summer. Uh, you know, we got some nice stuff over there, so... Um, you could also get some, you know, metalware. There's a lot of good metal festivals going on this summer. So, uh, you know, some Testament stuff, some overkill stuff, uh, any of that good stuff, Ellison stuff. I'm just going off the top of my head, but yeah. So, uh, anyway, so today is Wednesday, May 29th, 2019. I am Jeff Osborne, better known across the interwebs as gatekeeper. My name is Jeff. That's Jeffrey, man. That's the joy of the Jeffrey, you see. It goes away. But then it comes back. And I am joined by my good friend, co-host, and fellow grumpy old guy, Mr. John Jekyll. Hello. Hello, hello. Hello, hello. Oh, Peter Patter, let's do get some drafting. Gonna do some drafting. You're one sandwich away from fat. <laughs> and also one small slice of bread. <laughs> and also we have Eric Andrews, who uh does our prospect stuff over at the rink. He's a prospect expert. And uh, lead editor as well. So uh, he does a lot of stuff behind the scenes. But uh, we have Mr. Andrews with us so that we can do this little mock draft thing tonight. So uh, hello, Eric. How are you? Good. How are you guys doing? Calming down, I guess, you know, (laughs) using this downtime uh, effectively, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway. Well, so the draft's going to be coming in a couple of weeks. Um, We wanted to get it. There's a lot of scuttlebutt, quote unquote scuttlebutt. so we're just done with phrasing, right? That's not a thing anymore. <laughs> on the internet, with, yeah, on the <laughs> internet with uh, who the Blackhawks may draft, and there, there has been some heated discussions in the the rink staff chat uh, on who the Blackhawks should draft or who they will draft. So we're going to talk about that, and we're going to have a special guest on tonight. We're going to have uh, the Wiz, Bill Playsek, uh from what is he? DraftSite.com, right? DraftSite.com. Mm-hmm. He's and the a, rank.com. And he's, the rank.com. He's one of us as well. Yeah. And uh, he does mock drafts. He does a lot of uh, prospect, uh, you know, talk, uh, breakdowns and things like that. So we thought, or you thought, John, thought it would be a great idea to have him on and we'd do a little bit of a mock draft, a new, add a new little voice to this. And uh, so that's what we're going to do. We're going to do a yeah, little mock so, draft. So real quick for mm-hmm. the listeners, just so uh, you can plan your next, uh, uh, hopefully less than a couple hours. Um, we're going to run through the picks, um, in the first round, uh, we'll have, uh, you know, we'll, I think the first two picks are fairly obvious to everybody. And then we're going to have a little round table discussion about, uh, who the Blackhawks should take. Um, and then we will actually make a selection based upon a straw poll we conducted with our, um, ever burgeoning ranks of rank writers. Uh, I think we had about a dozen different writers weigh in and, uh, we, we've, uh, distilled our, our pick from that because I think among the four of us, we probably would not agree 
Uh, and then we're going to go through the top 10. We'll alternate um, uh, among the uh, participants in the, in the uh, ring cast on the top, the rest of the top 10. And then Wiz will do um, very quickly the rest of the first round from picks 11 to 31. And then um, after that point, we will uh, have a little discussion about the remaining players and who the uh, Blackhawks might take with their second round pick. And then we'll finish up the night with some uh, questions and uh, a little bit of news out there um, about uh, the various uh, tournaments going on and Blackhawk uh, players and prospects participating in those. So that's the agenda. And uh, we will, uh, I think we're going to go to a commercial here and then we're going to come back with Wiz, correct? Nailed it! Yep, that's exactly what we're going to do. So uh, we're going to take a couple minutes, run a couple of ads here. Please support the sponsors, and then we'll come right back with the whiz in the draft. So here we go to break. We're back, and joining us uh, from, uh, I believe, sunny Florida is the uh, the driver of a uh, Toyota Prius and uh, our, <laughs> our resident uh, or semi-resident draft expert, uh, Bill Plasek, also known as the whiz. Welcome, whiz. Hey, thanks so much, guys. I'm ready to go. Get We're- us some players in a really good draft. Uh, you know, most years, um, um, the drafts by about 20 start to start to taper into where there uh, are a bunch of players where uh, that teams can bunch together and it goes into the second round. This is the first time for me in a long time, and I might be wrong, where just like Oprah said, you get a car, you get a car. Everybody in the first round is going to get a really <laughs> chance if their scouting is good to get themselves a really nice prospect who will play in the NHL. Awesome. Well, we'll we're going to go through the entire first round. The uh, um, the format, as I, I said before, is we'll do uh, some some quick run through of the first couple of picks. We'll have a little roundtable discussion on who the Hawks should draft, and then we'll make a pick based upon a straw poll we took. Um, I think everybody needs to understand this is all kind of for fun and games at this point because you know nobody knows for sure who's going to be taken at which point, and every pick has an impact on the subsequent picks. So. Um, this is just sort of, you know, sort of a, a simulation, if you will, of how the first round might go. Um, and then we'll uh, alternate after the Hawks pick. We'll uh, all the people on the phone here on the call will uh, alternate picks till pick 11. And that point, Wiz is going to take over and kind of breeze through the next 21 picks or 20 picks. And then we'll talk about the players who might be left at that point and who the Hawks might be taking with their second round pick before we let Wiz go for the evening. So um, let's start with the first pick. I think uh, it's fair to say, unless uh, anybody has any significant objections or late-breaking news, that uh, Quinn Hughes will be, excuse me, Jack Hughes will become the prospect. <laughs> that would have been of, breaking uh, news. I got 2018 on my brain. <laughs> yeah. um, that Jack Hughes will become the property of the New Jersey Devils. Wiz, what say you? I just say the power in the turns on his edges he just gets faster. Um, and whether people say, oh, he's small, uh, uh, does he, will he stay the first year? You can keep him around, and he's going to help your power play, or you let him develop. Okay. Let's, uh, any uh, gate, Eric, do you guys have, any, have anything to add on Mr. Hughes? Yeah, I mean, to me, uh, you know, it. it's been pretty much said that, Hughes was going to go number one. And even though, uh, Capo Caco really had a, he had a good, uh, double IHF tournament. Uh, 
they, uh, you know, the, the pundits out there will warn you that you can't just pick a guy solely based on one tournament. It could have been a lot of circumstance and stuff. You get, you really got to look at the big picture. So, you know, I, I, you know, I agree that Hughes will probably go number one, uh, you know, centers usually hold that edge, uh, uh, as far as players go over a wing. So um, I, I, I agree, you know, it'll be Hughes going one. Eric? Yeah. And, you know, Capococco uh, might be tried out as a centerman, but he seems to be really good when he ha- plays with a good centerman to, that get him, get, gets him the puck. He's, you know, good straight line power. And you know what? He's one another one of these guys in this draft that if you were to take him right now and put him in the Stanley Cup game tonight – um, he's going to be a guy when he has the puck, you're not going to be able to, to tie him up. You know, you're not going to, you're not going to slow that, that massive man. He's already got that sort of where he can get away from you, you know, with this, with the power he has and how strong he is on the puck. So that's why, you know, he's going to go second and they'll be very lucky to get him. Eric, you got anything on Hughes? Uh, no, I mean, honestly, I think uh, you summed it up really well, Gate. I think we're almost exactly on the same page uh, with everything there. I think, um, you know, definitely Hughes being a center uh, probably gives him a little bit of a slight edge, even though Kako had an outstanding uh, last month or so, um, you know, and at least in my mind has, you know, entered that uh, into the discussion for, you know, is he, you know, is it possible that he actually could, you know, overtake Hughes for first overall, but I think, um, you know, come draft day, I think Hughes will still go at the at the first overall pick. I just want to say the only time I thought had any doubt was after the draft lottery, and they interviewed um, the GM for New Jersey, and he was he seemed so noncommittal at that point, and I said, oh, oh wait a minute, something going on, but. Uh, I, I, I'm with you guys. I think there's just no way anyone passes on Hughes. And with that said, um, I think we can move on now to the set, to the second pick overall, the New York Rangers on the clock in our 2019 mock draft on the ring cast. Um, and we've talked about Capo Caco as being the likely choice of the Rangers, the uh, six foot one and one quarter inch finish winger. Um, Wiz, what's your take? Like I said, he's he's got good straight line. He's going to play sooner than than uh, most of the kids after him, uh, and I think he's a wing. He can play either wing, and you play him with a good center, and he's going to be a really good player for a really long time. You know, I don't like to compare people to other players. You know, people have already tried to uh, compare him to the other Finn wing in Winnipeg. I think he's going to be his own player. A strong kid, and you just don't tie him up. And he's he's very fluid. He's not going to be, you know, uh, a lightning fast guy, but he's a really good hockey player. Something I know. What say you? Uh, I, what what I really noticed, and and of course I didn't see him, you know, playing in his regular season, but I did see him in the in the worlds, and I noticed how strong he was with the puck. Uh, and he he was able to battle through players, and he was able to hang on to the puck. Uh, in the corners when, when when defensemen are trying to beat him up, and uh, that's that's something you see a lot of uh, from a kid who's like 17 playing against adults. Uh, you don't see that a lot, so that really impressed me. And uh, and and like Bill said, uh, you know, some people are 
comparing him to Patrick Laine, but um, to me, I think he looks like a more complete player because it looks like Laine seems like more of just a sniper. Um, you know, and, and, and Laine has also gotten lost during regular seasons. You know, in, in certain points, he's been real streaky. I think uh, maybe Kako maybe a, a little more of a complete player overall, which is saying a lot. So. Yeah, and as I said, if you put him in the, the game tonight, the Stanley Cup game, I don't think, you know, I, and that's a lot of pressure just to say we drop him into that lineup you know, in some fantasy mode here. I, I don't think he's going to get tied up. I think he's going to get loose. Like you said, he's strong enough and physically strong. He just knows how to uh, disengage himself from people and, and make plays. So that's why he's he's that you know, that, that tier above that really strong next group of, that goes, you know, into nine. Right. John, Eric, what do you think? Yeah. I mean, uh, I think you guys have pretty much summed up my thoughts pretty well. I agree, um, uh, with the objections of the comparison to line a in the sense that I think Kako is a little bit more of a, like what you said, gate, a more complete player and a little bit, more powerful of a player um you know and i think that was that could be seen um you know throughout the course of the regular season but i think at least in in my mind that was really um made pretty apparent at the world championships when he was able to still be himself against you know other nhl players and other extremely um you know talented players from across the world and um you know still being able to excel and be quite frankly, still one of the best players at that tournament. Um, so, yeah, I mean, he's going to be a heck of a player, like Wiz said, and it'll be interesting to see how he handles what likely will be the big market in New York City. All right, so we've uh, quickly covered the first two picks. Now we're moving on to the part of the ring cast that I'm assuming most have waited for. Um, and, uh, we're going to get to it quickly because the Blackhawks, uh, pretty much lucked out during the draft lottery and, and got to pick third overall. Um, you know, I'll, I'll just start this by saying that I feel like, um, the Blackhawks need to choose the best player available. I think pretty much regardless of position, cause I don't think there's any position where the Blackhawks are set two to three years out. Um, I think you've got, you know, the core, now aging to the point where um, it's really hard to say what kind of player Jonathan Taves is going to be two to three years from now. You can fairly safely assume that, you know, Duncan Keith will be definitely on the downside of his career at that point. Um, And, you know, Brent Seabrook probably already is. Um, And, uh, you know, Patrick Kane perhaps still will be on the edge of his prime, but he's one player. And, um, you know, you can always draft wings um, to play on other lines or, or across from Kane. So, I feel like, you know, there it's a best player available choice. It's not, um, you know, um, a high um, priority to draft somebody who could play right away, but rather draft somebody you, you could project as being a great player for you for the next 10 to 15 years. Um, and fortunately, there are, you know, a lot of choices there. You've got uh, um, Turcotte, the kid, the kid from Chicago, who um, – you know, plays a really great 200-foot game, has lots of offensive skill, terrific skater. Um, you know, uh, there's some questions about some of the injuries he had. Um, there's, you know, there's some people have described him as, as Patrice Bergeron light, although that's not entirely a bad thing. But then the question becomes, is that a player you want to take third overall or perhaps, you know, slightly down, maybe sixth, seventh overall? Um, I 
he seems a, a lot to me like um, Matt Duchesne, and I say that as a Matt Duchesne fan. But again, I question, eh, I don't know, is there a better player there at three? And if you're really going for the best player overall, and then there's, you know, there's Bowen Byram, um, who's clearly the best def- defenseman in the draft. I think there's still some question whether the Hawks with the, um, you know, quantity of, of good young defenders they've drafted the last couple of years, if they really have a future number one and Byram perhaps grades out as a future number one. So there's a consideration you've got, you know, uh, Dylan Cousins, the big center out of the Western Hockey League, who's, who's, uh, you know, stock seems to be rising as we get closer to the draft. Wiz, I know you're a big fan of his. And then you've got a wild card like Vasily Podgolzin out of uh, Russia, um, who likely will go somewhere in the top 10 as well. And is a player who seems to be, you know, have potentially a very high ceiling. But then there's some people who worry about whether he's going to, you know, want to play in the, in the NHL or, you know, what kind of player he'll be. There's some been some question about his production. Um, with um, his KHL junior team. So, um, you know, those those to me seem like the choices there. There may be a couple of other players you guys have in mind, and I'll turn it over to Wiz. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what. the I had Vasily Pakolson at, at three until I watched. Uh, you said one tournament doesn't change your mind. Well, it sort of kind of did for that for me when I watched uh, – the, the worlds and he he um he showed not the i'm sorry the uh under 20 uh, no the under 18th and he showed showed up in the last game uh but i'll tell you one thing he to me i hear people criticizing him saying you know he skates bent over you know um he's so physical he's going to be a third line winger well i'll tell you what i went up to bob bob pulford when they were signing terry ruskowski i was at the bismarck for the snuck into the 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 press conference and i was talking about the 79 draft with bob pulford even though he didn't want to talk to me at all and uh i (laughs) mentioned mike garter and he said you know he skates bent over and and he went on to skate bent over 50 goals 40 goals, 50 goals. So I don't know if that's such an issue. Uh, you're absolutely right. And you know what? At this point, that there are guys there like Trevor Zegras who are, to me, he's so much like Elias Pettersson, quick, moves himself in and out of areas, takes the puck. As soon as he gets it, gets it it's gone. And you know what? Cole Caulfield, you know, I want to be the old guy who – you know, little guys can't make it. I was that way when they drafted Kane. It's not going to work out, you know. But I'll tell you what, the kid's got a shot. And he's going to grow a couple more inches because everybody else is about 5'10 in the family. And uh, Bobby Hall was only 5'10 if you want to look at it that way. And you know what? Kirby Doc is a really smart, smooth operator who moves in and out and you know what he's your right wing for years if he's not your center but he's on the power play uh penalty kill power play and he gets the puck to other guys so you're right there's absolutely there's to me there it's so hard for me to to i'm i'm keep saying trust in i trust in uh kelly because he's mark kelly's going to have to make uh, help make this decision and it's going to be an impactful one because there's a lot of good players and pakolson looks like a future captain now does that does that mean he's going to be a captain uh, uh know enough english to come in and be a uh 
the rah-rah guy on on, on a NHL team. Everybody seems to think so, you know, and I just remember the year when number 91 Tarasenko dropped all the way down, and when I saw him, I said, you know, this guy's good. He should be like the second or third pick in the Mm -hmm. draft, and he's just one of those guys, but I think he's slipping. I think Pekulzin will slip. You know, yeah. right now, and you're absolutely right. Uh, those other guys are probably higher on the spectrum, and um, it all depends upon what they want to do, where they want to, where they want to set themselves up the blocks for the future, how they see it. And I'm the guy that you know now has Byram in the top ten, but had him as his third best defenseman because you know I tried to, I couldn't look past the hype. I saw what he did in the offensive zone, but I just didn't like a lot of things I saw on the other end. He's a great skater, though, you know, and he he might get a little bit bigger, and he's going to need time. All these people that think, oh, these guys are going to walk in and right. be the next Bobby Orr and this and that, right. I just I just don't think this is the case. This is going to be at that pick. You want to ruminate what you want and get the best guy so that you have, and there's a good chance all these guys, a lot of these guys could be really star impact players in the NHL. You know, I think we're going to be happy. <laughs> That's the best way for me. I think, I think, you know, there's enough guys there. They're going to, it's pretty hard to make a mistake. And that's why uh, uh, Stan Bowman looks so happy. And, you know, I was happy at 14 because I thought they were going to get a good player at 14 still. Mm-hmm. And, and p- 10 teams will. Gate, what do you say? Yeah, uh, you know what I'm going to say. <laughs> um, you know, we've gone back and forth. And, and, I, and the way I look at it, you know, the Blackhawks have basically picked, you know, three defensemen in the first round in the past three uh, first rounds. And if you count uh, uh, Ian Mitchell, uh, that's four. Uh, you you have four, you know, high end probably or at least potentially high end uh, defensemen uh, that you've spent you know the 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 bulk of the first round on these past three years, and I just don't feel comfortable if the Blackhawks were to spend another first round pick on another defenseman. I just think you know sure everybody needs defensemen. But uh, you, uh, and I've said this a couple times. Th- then you're counting on Stan Bowman having to potentially make a move to get rid of one of these guys, probably at some point, and get something back of equal value. And that, that that's a lot of contingency. You know, they went in. Yeah, and that's a, yeah. That's tough because these kids. You know, you can't just say, "Oh, we picked them in the second round." You have to have production. You can't trade a guy until there's production. And just just like now, everybody, finally we get some production out of Swedish defensemen, and everybody's saying, well, let's get rid of him because he's not good offensively. Well, to me, most of these guys, except Bodine, they're, they have issues in their own end, you know, right. and uh, including Bowen Byron. The thing about Byron, and again, I'm, I'm, I'm the guy, I'm the anti-Bowen guy uh, on every side, and I get crazy when I keep saying, oh, he's the top defenseman, you take the top defensive. But you know what? To, uh, I'm going to tell you, when I watched the kid they drafted, Adam Boquist, he's a kid who jumps into the zone and he puts the puck to somebody else and he's there to shoot it and he can shoot the puck where this kid is kind of a surgeon. He skates in. He he wants to be down there. He doesn't want to be back. So I keep thinking, so you got all these defensemen and you add another one. Who's going to be uh, – Back in uh, on your back end. Are you going to accept this? Accept 
expect this new defensive system to have two of your forwards playing defense most of the time because Boquist and uh, Bowen Byron are going to be down there, running around down there. And he, but he's like a surgeon, Byron. He knows he goes in and he's he's you know really quick in his own. But I think Boquist is a better shooter and a better diagnostician in it, in. But the kid's got gifts. So, but I'm with you. Yeah. I think that you're not. You know what? I think that you don't get a chance to get this quality of a forward. And I still think that defense is fairly iffy. And you know what? Um, I, I went on Twitter and said those NBC Sports Chicago guys are wrong and they're saying how great Byron was in the Memorial Cup. He didn't play in the Memorial Cup. He played in the championship in the Western League. He was the best player on a, a team. that I don't want to take anything away from those kids, but he was the best player on that team, and he took them really far in the Western League. But they didn't win either. You know, so all those things count, but it's still junior hockey. And we all want to do that in all these leagues. We want to say, this guy's this because he did this and he has, he's the number one defenseman pick. And I think you got to even look, you kind of look down the road and, you know, and is not only with, with leadership, size, speed, shot, all around game. And you know what? To me, that's what you really want. You know, when we drafted Taves, I think people were hot and cold saying, well, you know what? This guy's really not a superstar scorer. We need a super. And it turned out, wasn't too bad a player, you know, yeah. all around. Yeah. The way he, he and, and I think that that's kind of, you have to look at it from all angles. That what are you going to end up with? Is that going to be an impact guy that's going to lead this franchise? Because that's what you're looking for now. As you said, because people are getting old, and you know what? I just want to take take exception to the fact, you know, everybody's uh, aging Kane and Taser. I see that guy in Boston, Patrice Bergeron. He's a little bit older. He doesn't look like he's slowing down much. So you know, with with uh, conditioning and taking care of yourself, I think there's a lot of game in these and a lot of players a little bit longer than we're used to. And ex- but there are others that just break down. You know, so so I agree. That's why I think it's forward time, you know, and and I like big forward. Yeah, that's kind of what I wanted. Um, You know, they they kind of got a little bit lucky that that uh, Alex DeBrinket kind of fell to him where they where he fell to him. And uh, they got kind of lucky that that uh, Dylan Strom ended up coming back and and working so well with Alex DeBrinket. But um, they haven't drafted a high end forward in a long time. And there's going to have to be that next level of high end, potentially NHL all-star type forward. And they don't have that. And, and who knows if they're, uh, you know, drafting in the middle of the first round next year, cause they, they do a little bit better or, or the same that they're going to have the potential to be able to get a player, a young player like that without having to go out into free agency and spend a ton of money and buy goals rather than develop goals from the bottom up. So Long story short, um, I think that they should go uh, with Dylan Cousins, but I'm no expert. That's just my opinion, and that's how I feel about that. Well, who's making the pick? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Exactly. That's yeah. That, that's it. That this is just my opinion. You guys, so yeah. you guys have made some really good arguments, Eric. What do you say? Yeah, I would. Uh, I'd put myself probably more more so with JJ. Um, you know, th- this is a unique opportunity um, to have a top three pick. And, you know, while you can say, yeah, we're loaded defensively or, 
we don't have, um, you know, a number one defenseman or we're lacking high end talent up front in the pipeline. Any of those cases are, you know, can all be legitimate. But at the end of the day, um, you know, this opportunity does not come around every year. And, you know, plainly, they just have to take whoever they feel is the best player and whoever, whoever will be the best player. Um, you know, it doesn't matter what they're going to be next year. It doesn't matter what they're going to be in two years. It matters what they're going to be in five and ten years, um, you know, and, and that impact that they'll have over that course of time. Um, you know, so whether that be that they, they want to try and get that number one defenseman if they think Byram is that guy, or if they want to say, you know, we want, you know, the next Taves or Bergeron, or we want, you know, uh, the next Patrick Kane, you know, goal scorer, um, you know, playmaker, whatever it might be, they need to take whoever they feel is going to be the best player down down the road. So, I uh, you know, it's funny. I've been listening to these arguments, and and I've felt my own um, thoughts change a little bit. And um, you know, one thing I will say about um, uh, Boquist and um, Byram is. Uh, and Yoki Haru, for that matter. Yoki Haru and Bolkvist are both right-hand shots. Byram is a left-hand shot. Um, and um, I don't see any reason that you couldn't have him on the same defense with those guys. Because I think that regardless, um, I, and I've said this many, many times over the last oh, 6 to 12 months, I think the Hawks need by some way, and they're not going to do it in the first round of the draft probably, but in some, some way, somehow, they need to find another Nicholas Jalmerson or that type of player to add to this defense. Cause I don't think Connor Murphy is that player. And I certainly don't think Carl, don't call me Callie Dahlstrom is that player either. So, but I think the other thing about Byram too, that I'm going to add is that, you know, he plays with uh, a certain amount of uh, uh, meanness and edge that I'm not sure you're going to see from the likes of uh, Boquist. So uh, I'm not sure that they're the same, exactly the same kind of player. Um, but, um, you know, all that said, um, so we had a straw poll uh, among our writers at the rank and, and who the Hawks would take, not necessarily who they should take, but who they would take. And it was pretty uh, resoundingly in favor of Byron. But all that said, all that said, I do think that there's a strong argument that they that they're, you know, because the the defense prospects that they have was you're absolutely right. They're all guys who like to play up the ice. Um, all guys who have a lot of work to do in their own end. They're all smaller players. And I'm not sure that Byram separates that much from that type of profile of player. Um, and I, so I, I wonder if, unless the Hawks feel like he is truly another Paul Coffey, uh, yeah, which is a comparison some have made. Well, um, that's what, isn't that what Kelly said? Yeah, I think it was. And and if he, if they feel that way, then, you know, perhaps, <laughs> You know they're gonna they're gonna go that way with him. Um, and and here, I just my thought of it is, you know what surprised me watching the playoffs was that Carolina team to me, that that uh, that solid four, uh, and we can add the, the 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 big kid Hamilton as a five. But those four guys, when I watched them, they were so good coming up the ice, and most of them are not small guys except for Dahan. And you know that's the way the game is played now, and. The thing about this kid is he's got, I, you know, I, I kept reading about the, the different hitches in his skating, but he's got four direction speed. He's yeah, really, he, does. he swoops different ways and he, he will make, he'll, he'll drive that entry. He's, a, he's that kind of player. 
But this, and the other part to me is, you know, I saw him leave so many times before the puck left the zone. He's already, he, he knows what he wants to do. So there's a, there's a young Colt, you know, a Riverboat gambler part of him. And, but then the other part is, after I heard that, that coffee remark, you're picking yeah. third. And I wondered if that was some sort of remark. So they were trying to get somebody to bite to move up. Well, like, for instance, L.A., move up because, you know, they'd love after they, they got rid of one defenseman and they're in a long retool to maybe want to pick three. And then that would, their, their, the cost would be that they give 22 and, and five, and then the Hawks would dra- would drop down and they'd get whoever was left of Turcotte, a local boy or cousins or, any one of that group because it's really hard to delineate that group long term if we're talking you know in the future i think there's a lot of upside there you know all around and to me that 22 pick is might be unless somebody and it might happen some to to pick spencer knight the goaltender and and that's another thing we'll talk i'll talk about later yeah. spencer knight yeah. but that would be the only reason to make a comment like that i'm i'm just surprised you know i'm with this with the uh, buffalo prospect prodding this this week i'm surprised at some of the things i keep hearing like the detroit gm saying you know h- how much they like caulfield and everybody's you know like raving on these different players and i just I just wonder how um, prudent that is. Yeah, you know? I think, and I think you know Detroit's another team that I think covets Byram. Um, their blue line is old. Um, they don't outside of Chalowski, they don't really have um, a, much in the way of prospects exactly. in, on the, on the blue line. So Detroit's another team. I mean, th- we've talked about that was um, you know in our chats that the fact that the Hawks could decide at three that that the, all the players from three to eight grade out very similarly and they're going to trade down a few slots and you've got a lot of potential suitors there who might you know covet a player who's still there at three like la like detroit like buffalo like edmonton um you know yeah this, i think Ken, you really Kenny have Holland to get a lot start a new russian five you know i mean so it's and we can't you know there's no way that we can we could say with any certainty that something like that would happen i kind of doubt it um, because um, Stan Bowman strikes me as the kind of guy who's going to hold on to this pick and take it, and and um, you know and not not trade down because there's political risk in that if it doesn't it's, work it's out. Right, there's suicide involved there maybe. Yeah. yeah. So um, that was. I don't know. I, I, I'm tempted. I'm tempted to say let's let's um, let's go for the big the big centerman, um, uber competitive centerman out of the Western Hockey League. Let's pencil him in there at number Whoa. three, Dylan Cousins. What Whoa. do you guys say? <laughs> I thought it. you guys were solid on Byron. What's happening here? <laughs> I, just, I think I think that you guys have made a really compelling argument. It could well end up being Byron, but uh, I think um, I think you guys have made a really compelling argument for you know getting. Um, I mean, do we feel like do we feel like Cousins, Bill? I'm going to put this to you. Do we feel like Cousins is a future number one centerman? You know what? 
people ask me questions like this all the time, and I always say, until I see him on the ice with pro players, yeah. I'm not sure. Here's what I do know: he's got a big, he's got a big frame. He's going to get to be about 220 pounds. So right. when they drafted, when Wheeler got drafted by Gretzky for Winnipeg years ago, and we all said, "What? Where did they get that pick from?" You know, yeah. think big. How yeah. many big guys are there that are fluid and are fast? And people were talking about he moves his knees in and all this. Yeah, but he's really fast and he's so responsible and he's he's captain material and he's another guy that you're not going to tie him up and he's he, he can play bumper he can play uh, where um, where Taves and um, Patrice Bergeron line up, uh, line up on the power play or you can slot him to the outside he played in the different tourneys he played on the point and he's he's just so responsible he's going to be better and better in the dot he's gonna he's not the finished product and he's he's lightweight now compared but everything points to him being a big man you know and i think a lot will come down again interviews and what the upside is but i mean i really like it and and the difference for me again you know and i love everything about turcotte and you know i love so many players this draft but i keep thinking to myself do do you want to put yourself in a position where you send someone to college and you get kevin hazed or maybe it works in reverse Elfie Turcotte goes to college and he says, you know what? I'm not going to play for Detroit. I want to play for the Hawks. So I'm going to stay in college four years. The father made him stay out of competition all those other years. I don't think that's going to happen, but you know, you just never know in this era now. So, you know, to me, you got to get a horse. That's, that's one that you're going to be able to ride and maybe has a little less options at this point, you know? So uh, you take a kid who's in junior, yeah, I, uh, I one thing I want to bring up, and, and Wiz, you brought up a really good point. Uh, I spent a lot of time cutting up video for the uh, the Bocust highlight video that I put up, and a lot of things you said about Bowen Byram are the same things I was thinking in my head as I was cutting up these highlights for Adam Bocust. Uh, he's kind of like a wild stallion, but he skates effortlessly. Like he he skates like he's just walking or running. He's just effortlessly. He can move side to side. He can move all over the place. He just moves his feet so effortlessly. He shoots really well, but he's leaving the zone. He's flying that zone. He's going down to the other end of the ice. And uh, I watched some of Byron's stuff too. And one of our uh, in one of our private chats, uh, I think it was Ron Luce, was uh, saying something about you look at this highlight video. You don't ever see him take a slap shot. He's always yeah. deep in the zone. He's always high, he's always in the, you know like in yeah. the high slot taking a wrist shot, and that's we're scoring most of his goals, and makes you wonder sometimes. So uh, those were all great points, though, Wiz. Uh, uh, that was say, good insight. I'll say one last thing about Byram. I mean, I watched um, Ruin Miranda play. Uh, I believe it was Prince George. Was it Prince George? Prince Albert. Um, in in the Memorial Cup, and and I was just watching Noah Dobson the whole game, and I was just I mean. You know, there, there's so many things he does well, and but the big one for me was how easily and quickly he closed on opposing forwards, including guys who had gotten who had gotten by him, and he would he would chase him down with with just with ease. And when I watch Byram skate, and especially when I watch Byram skate backwards, and the way he maintains gaps. Um, I, I just think that it's a it truly is with that kid. It's a matter of coaching. Um, you know, the positional game a little better with him, but, but he has such gifts as a skater. 
um, and that ability to close and to take things away from opposing forwards with his mobility. Um, it's, mm, it's, I mean, it's, it, it's a great position to be in where, where, you know, you're going to pass on a great player, hopefully to take another great player. Uh, but I, you know, I, 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 you know, Wiz, when I read your scouting report on cousins, um, that started to, to sell me a little bit on him in terms, because yeah, you could see that the frame he carries and the fact he's pretty skinny right now, he's, he's going to easily put on another 20 pounds, um, as he gets older and, 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 you know, sort of becomes more of a man, if you will. And, uh, um, with the skating that he has, I mean, he's going to carry it really well and he, he's going to be a force cause he's a very competitive player. So, I mean, I, you know, like I said, I'm, I'm willing to go along with you guys on cousins, unless somebody wants to push back real hard on Byram. Not me. <laughs> And and I think the question about uh, Cousins, you know, he's going to have the opportunity to come in fairly start soon, within two years, and not have to worry about being the man, you know, like right. in a Matthew situation where you know they brought in they brought in another big center, high profile center, because they didn't want that to happen, and so he's going to have time. But he really is a responsible player at the level he is at now. I mean, that's the one thing that stands out for me. Every, I never see, you know, as people say, oh, he slipped there, he fell down. But, and, you know, here's the other thing. Uh, and I, I love that Strom is taking his game to the next level, you know, but there's still issues with stop starts, and he's going to get better at that. And I don't think this kid, you know, he, he's got those steps, and he, he wants to play all over. He wants to be a really good player. And I think that, that that drive has a lot to do with it, yeah. too. Not that any of these other guys, you know, these kids getting picked early, they're all going to be picked early because the teams that pick them are going to say, this is our guy. He wants to play. Yeah. yeah. And, and let's be honest. Let's look at the Blackhawks roster. After Strom and Taves, who do they have up the middle? Really, they in the system even they really don't have a whole lot, and they certainly don't have a big center that can move. So, um, you know, th- that's a, yeah. That's I mean, a, I think I think depth at center has been an issue for the Hawks really since 2015, and and uh, you know, I mean, I remember the 2014 um, Western Conference Finals and the way that LA's big centers wore the Hawks centers down um, and and took that series in seven games. Um, that to me was was you know a really, really instructive uh, period of hockey to, to watch that and to see the value of having big centers with skill um, and having more than one of them, you know. Um, and you're right about Patrice Bergeron, Bill. I mean, he's still a factor even at relatively advanced age. Um, and, um, you know, so I, I, you know, I'm never going to argue with taking a really good center. Um, <laughs> it's almost like you can't, you can't have too many of them. Yeah, so you, it so, sounds like you guys have changed your mind, <laughs> and uh, you're going to let Bowen drop now. Yeah, right? well, and I guarantee you, he's not going to last past five or six. Well, well, that's that was my next my next question was, and I heard people saying, "Oh, he's going to go to Colorado," and but the way I started looking at it is, you know, Colorado is a team that's close in in terms that they've got a, a big they got they got younger bigger forwards and now's the time when I think they they could use more they they need more players that are going to come in soon and help that roster and I'm wondering if Bowen Byron is a fit there either I, I to me I think he'll drop to LA 
And I, I think that uh, I would have uh, Cousins would have been perfect for Colorado, but you changed my draft board uh, after you guys went uh, went away uh, from uh, Bowen Byram. So the question is now: Is is Turcotte is Turcotte going for? Um, are because they're going to want somebody there soon, Colorado, well, and they're going to is is that another Cole Cole McCarr's, uh, uh another guy to play with him. Or are they going to go? I see, and I, I think I, I don't know if Byron's, you know, two years away. I, I think he's might even be longer before he, he learns that position. But you have to wonder: Do they want somebody right now? To how high do they rate Turcotte? Do they want a guy who they think is going to play with their top line and 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 can slot on the first line and be a solid second line? center or a second line wing like Turcotte. We've seen Turcotte and will go fight for the pucks like, uh, like Comfort does and the other guys in that roster and be a leader, um, in, you know, on the ice. And to me, that's, that's, that's the big, next big question. And you know what this, I don't sleep at night because this is all I keep thinking about. Things like this. I'm going to do a little housekeeping here. We've we've got three picks off the board. We've got, uh, Jack Hughes, Capocacco, and a little bit of a surprise at number three, Dylan Cousins, big center out of the Western Hockey League. Wiz, you are officially on the clock. Going to give you a little more pressure now. We're going to ratchet it up. You're officially on the clock. Uh, pick number four for the Colorado Aval- Avalanche. Who you take? Okay, I'm going to take I'm going to take Turcotte at four. I'm going to let Byron drop. All right. Then we've got four players taken. Gate, you are on the clock for the L.A. Kings. Yeah, the uh, I, I did a little bit of research beforehand, and I'm no L.A. Kings expert, but um, I, I tried to look at their uh, the positions of need, or at least in the system, and uh, they definitely need uh, you know some wingers. They have a lot of centers, but they need a lot of young centers. They need wingers, and they need defensemen. So I can't see them passing up uh, Bowen Byram. Uh, you know, <laughs> I, I think they take Byram at, at five if he's there. Yeah, I don't think he gets past five either. Okay. So uh, we've got, we're at pick number six, which is the Detroit Red Wings. Um, new new head man in Detroit, uh, Steve Eiserman. Uh, I'm going to, I've been thinking about this pick. I've been looking, I looked at the, the Wings pipeline. I think that they would have loved to have had Byron fall to them. I don't think there's another uh, player that they can justify, a defenseman that they could justify taking at number six. Perhaps they might want to trade down. Um, you know, get a, a player like Broberg, for example, um, or the other Swedish defender, uh, Soderstrom, I believe his name is. Yep. But I think Steve Eiserman had a lot of luck in his playing career and in his previous tenure with the Tampa Bay Lightning with Russian players, with skilled Russian forwards. And, you know, was, uh, when the Hawks first won or first got, you know, in the draft lottery, the, the third overall selection, um, a lot of people were talking about Pagols and going there. And I, you know, when I watched tape of him and I, I, I know that you don't like to make comparisons, but I got to tell you, the one guy that really jumped out at me in terms of a, a comparable for him was Vladimir Tarasenko. Um, very similar type of player, just relentlessly competitive, scores dirty goals if he has to. It's a little bit like Ovechkin, too, in that regard. Um, and he's got that fantastic shot and, you know, just vicious one timer like Panarin, for example. Um, and, uh, just, you know, a player who defends, um, he works hard along the wall. Uh, I, I, I 
think at number six, if Byram's off the board, Steve Eiserman is going to go with Vasily Podgolzin. I think that you're you're right on. Um, they they have a history of Russian players. It would, might even make the the uh, the move over a little bit easier for Podgolzin. Mm-hmm. But he's a beast. When he's out there, all he wants to do is, and he's so good at uh, finding, when he's skating at you, he suddenly is not skating at you anymore. He's going, he's, he's going sideways through, through the, the areas, and then he's not there anymore, and he's put the puck here. And then he's, if he, they lose it, he goes to the boards and gets it back, and that's, that's the other part of it. You know, he's got, he's, he, you know, I think he's got terrific upside. You know, and I had him. I dropped him as low as twelve after the tournament. But I kept thinking, "What are you doing?" Even in this mock here, I said, "Could he last the Philly?" And I, I don't think so. I think that's you made a good point. I think it's a good pick. Guys, have you, any any you guys have any thoughts? Kate, no. Eric. I mean, I think the, I think Detroit will consider himself lucky that he dropped because because he was such you know he was rated so high early on. Uh, so I, I don't see that being a bad pick. Yeah, I, w- I would kind of echo that and echo a lot of what Wiz said as well. Um, you know, when you look at his highlights, you just can't help but think that he's just going to be an absolute beast of a player. Um, you know, he can really pretty much do anything you could possibly ask of him. Um, and even though he might be one of, if not the, the highest risk player out of that group, um you know, it's hard to argue that he doesn't have that highest ceiling, um, you know, out of that group as well. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I think that's a, a good pick there as well. So, Eric, we uh, come back to you. Um, picking for the Buffalo Sabres at seventh overall. Yeah, I um, I had a little bit of, of difficulty um, choosing between a few different players at this pick. Um you know, I, I figured a few guys would would be available in this range, and um, all of them are kind of still there. Um, in uh, I think defensively, they're in a good enough spot that they can probably go with a forward. Um, and I think even though there there are still a few centers, um, you know, that could could be a good fit there. I think they'll probably more look to um, some of the wingers that are available. And to me, the two that stand out are Cole Caulfield and Matthew Boldy. And, um, you know, two, two pretty different players there um, as far as their playing style and even just their size. Um, But I think that I'm going to go with the Sabres taking Matthew Boldy at seventh um, just because of how complete of a, of a player he is. Um, you know, just watching some film and reading some thoughts about him, he does seem to, to be kind of in the Mark Stone mold, um, you know, in the sense that he is extremely responsible defensively and can play that 200-foot game, but can also be a game-changer offensively. Um, and I just think that if you, if you couple a player with that um, skill set with somebody like a Jack Eichel or even a Casey Middlestat, that that could be a pretty lethal combination. I'm on board. What do you guys say? Yeah. Well, you know, I, I wonder if um, Casey, and I don't, I don't think Casey Middlestead has worn out his welcome yet. Um, I'm just wondering if, if um, a kid like 
Kirby Doc, um, who played a lot of right wing, might could be a fit there. Or you wait a while and you see if Zegras, who also plays, can play all three forward positions, uh, might be a fit there. And or even at this point, it's you know, and they, they, uh, Elfie Turcott said, you know, Buffalo said, oh, uh, uh, my kid won't get past seven. So you have to wonder, even if the little guy, Cole Caulfield, is somebody who, at this point, that Buffalo franchise, they need somebody who can help balance that load of scoring and make the players they have there better. And I think Boldy, uh, on many given nights, is and I think he's got a ways to go to be of a, a, a true force, but it's a strong pick, and I think you could kind of make a you could make an argument for any of the those guys I mentioned at this point. Okay, well we're gonna we're gonna pencil in Boldy as the pick to the Buffalo Sabers. Wiz, you are on the clock with okay. Kenny Holland and the Edmonton Oilers. I'm just gonna do it. Uh, again, they. Again, they might have a uh, feel like they're under some some uh, pressure to change that team with with their having one of the best centers in the league there. So my thinking is they want to get a goal scorer, and as odd and as weird uh, to think of Alex DeBrinket being drafted mm-hmm. eighth overall. I think this pick is Cole Caulfield because Cole Caulfield is gifted and he's going to fit there. He's going to be the wing that's going to help stir that offense. He's not, uh, um, you know, going to be an all a, a, a Superman in the other zones. He's not going to be Doc in the other zones. But I think that um, it's it's. Kind of that team has to they have to score more goals, they have to get better right away or in the near future, and it will take time and I think that they can wait for him so i'm going i'm going to stretch and i'm going I move them up my board today, and i'm going to say Cole Caulfield can go as high as eight all right, so we've got Cole Caulfield to the Edmonton Oilers that makes gatekeeper on the clock with the Anaheim ducks yeah um i I, I took a look. And he did a little study on the Anaheim Ducks, too, and looked at their... I mean, they're they're kind of a mess right now. Uh, they need a coach. They need a lot of things. But uh, one thing, and, and it sounds kind of odd because of the success they've had uh, recently with defensemen, and they've traded a bunch, you know, they've traded a few away, but um, their uh, cupboard is kind of bare as far as defensemen go right now. If you look at their roster, who they have signed this year, and... Uh, just going down the line, they could probably use a defenseman. Um, I would say uh, either Victor Soderstrom or uh, Philip Broberg probably for them. Um, I'm going to go with Soderstrom. I'm just going to take him. Uh, I don't know that there's a whole lot of separation between the two as far as what I've seen, but I'm going to say they're going to they're go with Victor Soderstrom at defense. That's kind of an interesting pick. That's he's a little. You're taking him. Was was you have him 17th going to Las Vegas? Yeah, I had him as the I had him as the best defenseman in a draft about two months ago because he was playing pro hockey over there. He wasn't. He was a second pair guy in pro, but he was really good all up, up the ice. And he's a he's a, that 
that stereotype, not stereotype, that new age uh, push defender, and I think he's got a whole lot of upside. I don't think at this point, I think the next couple picks, including that Anaheim pick, even if it was a smaller guy, I think like uh, that they they would go forward uh, here and center because their two centers are are um, getting older. Um, well, I, what what's uh, Kessler's probably going to re, uh, uh, going to mm-hmm. retire, right? And uh, so I, I I don't know. I, I saw this being as a pick where uh, they take Doc or Zegris or even seeing Peyton Krebs. Uh, Long term, he's a little smaller though. They, they like big players, and I know Bob Murray knows that the game has changed. The first time he became a coach, or just sat there while his assistants ran the ice for him, uh, that the guys that were about his size when he played are the guys running the game now, in in for all all uh, you know, all over. So and drive the game. So you know, I, I don't think they're locked in at a, a big guy necessarily. Um, so I could see a Soderstrom being there. To, to me, maybe that's a reach in with all those forwards, but you're right. And, you know, at some point, somebody's going to go for need real soon, you know, real soon in this draft. And if I was going to be Anaheim and I sat there and you said to me, I'm picking Soderstrom, I probably would say to you, well, you know, Philip Broberg is a little bigger. He's a re- he closes well. He might not be the best offensive guy, but he's going to play. And he's going to be a really solid NHL defenseman, and I like him a lot. You know, if the if the, the Hawks could have a magic second pick, yeah. I probably would want him. Him yeah. that was in the area, I'd want him to go to the Hawks. Yeah. But yeah, I, I I can understand you picking a defenseman here, but I, I still like those forwards. I think it, it, yeah, these forwards have to go soon. Yeah, and I did some reading with some of the local uh, writers or bloggers or whatever in Anaheim, and one of their things was is they thought that maybe you know. Bob Murray would go off the board and go defense because he's kind of that kind of guy that, that doesn't necessarily go by the board. He goes by what, you know, he feels. And uh, so that's kind of why I went that way. Well, so that brings us to, I believe, pick number 10. Yep. Um, this is, you know, this, so this is Vancouver Canucks and, and I'm on the clock with the Canucks. Um, you know, it's, it's interesting. There's a lot of interesting choices here. You've got, uh, Kirby Doc's still on the board. You've got Peyton Krebs uh, out of the Kootenai Ice, um, who's right there. Um, a, a more of a set, more of a centerman. Um, you've got Broberg, and you know the, the Canucks are, you know, a, a really good young team on the rise, in my opinion. They're they're close. They're sort of like the Avalanche a, a year ago. Um, they're a team that could uh, could really uh, threaten with uh, you know the likes of Brock Besser. And uh, the young Swedish centerman they have, and um, so I, 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 I really, but again, you got to think about it in terms of like two to three years out. You know, who's who's the player that's gonna that's gonna come in and help them two to three years from now? Um, I, I think I'm gonna go with Kirby Doc here for the Vancouver Canucks as arguably the best player available um, at number ten. Yeah, I think that's a really good choice. I don't know if he'll get past. Uh, seven myself. Uh, uh, I just think that he's n- not undervalued as much as he's the sleeper. He's always been a guy who um, has been a good player and it makes other guys better. And 
He just he, he's just a good player. Is he going to be your star player? But think about that. Like you said about that Vancouver roster, you give him another winger with the guys, a big winger on top who can kill penalties, also play center. Okay, you're going to get a you you're you're filling out that roster, and that's what you want to do here when you're picking this early. You want to get an NHL player that's going to help you, and and it's going to be in some ways dynamic. And I think he is. Yeah, I mean, throw him in there with Besser and Elias Patterson and and some of the other good young players that they have. I mean, I think that there that there's you know there's still a team on the rise. They're still building. There's a lot of ways you could go if you're the Vancouver Canucks at number ten. But it seems like um, you know you've got a, a a good big forward um they're available with impeccable credentials um and i uh, you know playing in the western hockey league I'm sure, I'm sure that jim benning and his staff have had ample opportunity to see kirby doc play and so that that seems to be the pick there so um we're through the top 10 um remaining on the board is trevor zegris uh peyton krebs uh philip roberg um so there are still a lot of really good players left we're gonna um uh, we can go through real quickly through the picks. Uh, we've got Jack Hughes going to the Devils, uh, Capo Caco to the Rangers, Dylan Cousins to the Blackhawks, Alex Turcott to the Colorado Avalanche, L.A. takes Bowen Byram, D- Detroit Red Wings, Vasily Putgolzin, Buffalo, Matthew Boldy, Edmonton, Cole Caulfield, Anaheim, Victor Soderstrom, and Vancouver Kirby Dock. So um, any thoughts as we segue into uh, the rest of the first round? All right, I'm kind of. I'm you actually kind of. Me? I'm. I'm actually kind of surprised Zagras got this this low, but uh, that's just my comment on this. Go ahead. Yeah, I, I think you're right, but you know what? He's still got some development to. I think he'll stay. He'll be in college for more than a year because he's got to get a lot stronger. He's got, but he's got such good recognition, such great hands, and know with all to where he's going to be on the ice and stuff. And yeah, and you know, he he also seems to be a fit for. Uh, what do we say, Vancouver, and just a lot of those teams, whether it be Detroit takes a forward, there, uh, Buffalo, even Edmonton. You know, they might, again, you wait for them, but you know that's the kind of guy you want to play with your with McDavid. You know, who's going to get him the puck, and he's going to know what to do when he gets the puck too. Um, so you guys got me at eleven, and you you threw my board off a little. So I'm just <laughs> going to have Trevor Zegers go to Philly. I think they're still looking. I think they like they can use another center. Uh, I think they they need a, they could you they'll go they would go forward anyway. And you just gave them a good one by him picking by him being on the board. All right. That's not a bad so, pick. The Minnesota Wild, Wiz. Okay, so now here's where, the, here's where you guys threw me off because uh, uh, way down my board at 17, I had Las Vegas taking Soderstrom uh, because I figured they traded the kid to Ottawa to get, uh, to get Stone, the, uh, their developmental defenseman, and, and Soderstrom would have been a perfect pick there. So now I'm going to do a little adjusting. I'm going to say, and you know what? It, Minnesota needs so much. And I think they have to go best player available. And the question in my mind is just who they think that is. And it could be, uh, uh, again, because the board stretches down. Uh, but I'm going to say Broberg is the best player on the board. And he's Swedish. A lot of Swedish people in Minnesota, and that's not why I'm picking them. But over, say, an Alex Newhook a center like that, 
or or uh, uh, Krebs is off the board, right? No, he's still oh, he's still there. Oh, okay, okay. So, or you know what? Let's let me strike that. Let me. I'm going to take Peyton Krebs for them right there, and I'll, I'm going to drop uh, Goldberg down simply because they they. They need more forwards. They don't know if the kid's coming from Russia. <laughs> They've been waiting for, for what, 400 years? And, again, Krebs played with a lousy team that's going to be moved somewhere else. And he's not a guy who, if you, again, if you put him in the Stanley Cup tonight, uh, he, his legs would be weary by the end of his shift because he needs work. But he's solid in so many ways, sort of like uh, Tyler Jost of, of – um, of Colorado, that kind of player. So I think he's a long-term fit for them there. Okay, let's go to third. Then let me just jump down to 13. And again, you know, this is like, I don't, I say don't stay up nights about this stuff, but <laughs> I'm just wondering at 13, Florida, if they don't sign Columbus's Russian goaltender, is this where Spencer Knight can go as early as 13? To me, it's a reach. But it could happen. So what I'm going to do now is I'm going to say no, and I'm going to move Broberg into that Florida spot because they are uh, they need more defense there. They have a nice core of uh, of forwards in uh, that they're going to that Quenville and is going to get to work with there. I don't think he's that far away, Broberg, and he'll be able to come in and play. And uh, I'm going to I'm going to just go with him right there and say Spencer Knight will drop down the board. But you know what? It's so weird to think that. And goalies have gone early. Tom Barrasso went early. But this kid's the real deal. And let me just, I, I, instead of saying it later, I'll say it right now. I'm, I don't know. I haven't seen the articles from coming out of Buffalo. But when this testing's over, I will bet each one of you a nickel right now that he's going to come out as one of the best athletes on all those testings. You know, because that's what he is. Besides being a heck of a goaltender, big uh, uh, and and has great upside. You know. Uh, okay, so let me just show, now. Now we're I guess we're at Arizona. Yeah. Yep. And uh, because of what we did, it'll it's it's driving my board down a little bit. And um, I'm gonna say I had I had Arizona going um, for Arthur. Kaliev simply because they need scoring, but now that we move the way we do, they need to uh, redo that defense too. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna, sort of, kind of a little bit of a reach, but we're gonna, he's gonna fit fine. Uh, Thomas Harley, I won't say he's a clone of, of um, the kid you saw in the Quebec League, the redhead uh, Noah. Dobson. Help. Yeah, but he's he's got a lot of game to him. He's far away, but I think he's a nice fit there um, for them. That they they're going to go defense because they're getting a little long in the tooth there, and I think it it, it just works. Um, now with the Montreal next pick, and again I am I am um, reaching. Everybody says, "Oh, you know, Montreal, they're gonna, t- they need defense." Well, I'm telling you what, I think the kid Raphael Lavoie, up and down season, um, maybe he's a right wing and not a center. He's a francophone, and I just think that he's gonna be a good player. He get another guy who gets loose. You try to contain him, you try to make him go one way, he goes where he wants. And again, I'm not saying he's the kid in Columbus, uh, as strong as, um, oh, help me, um, you know what I mean, right? Dubois? 
Dubois, Dubois. right. Dubois, Dubois, he's not Dubois. He's got needs a lot more work, but he's a really nice player. And to me, he'd project more if he stays at center than uh, the kid they drafted uh, last year, who I think is more Kokomani, who I think is more of a, a second line center and a good player in his own right. Okay, so we're we're at Colorado now. In Colorado, did not get a defenseman uh, early on. He got Turcotte. They got Turcotte, right? Well, yeah. I'm telling you what. You're not reaching. I'm not reaching here either. Um, uh, they, like I said, when they took Turcotte, they want to stir that mix there. They, they have a choice now between taking Arthur Kaliev, who is a pure goal scorer. He's going to have to learn to play the other parts of the game and get better at it and become a, an all-around player, or Alexander Newhook, who was playing in lower competitions, but and he's from Prince Edward Island. He's playing on a, you know, he's playing in the BC League on the other side of the other coast, but he's really a strong player in a lot of ways. And when he is in competition with the other guys, he just stands up. I mean, he he's in there with them. So I'm going to have them pick Colorado another Wait, forward. Take back. Okay, before Alexander Newhook. What okay, about Spencer Knight? Spencer Knight, go here. You do? No, I'm asking you. Could could Spencer Knight go here? Um, you know what? I I, I hadn't thought about. It. You're right. He could go there too. Sure. Okay. In fact, I, if he didn't go here, I had him going at 19 Ottawa. Keep so going. sure, he's going to go soon. He's going to go in that range up to about. I don't think he's going to get past 22. Some people have you know going a lot later, um, but. I, yeah, I just think he's better than anybody who's been drafted in the last decade. Just, I, I just do. And he wasn't spectacular all year long, but, you know, it's a, it's a long process with the position. Okay, so now uh, then I'm going to have Arthur Kaliev. Uh, if, if it's not, well, you said could it be Spencer Knight? Sure, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put the score in there for Las Vegas because they're, again, they put themselves in a position to be a, a, a challenging team, and they're going to pick guys like this. And they're going to not gamble on him as much as the guy's got a shot. He's a pure shooter. They're going to get him the puck. They're going to find a way of working him in. You know, with those greasy guys like Stone who aren't the best skaters who go in and get the puck and can get the puck and shoot the puck and get it to the other guy, he's going to be the guy they get it to. Uh, so I think they're going to go, they're going to go that way. Dallas is pretty uh, – next pick, 19 um, – I'm sorry, 18. Um, and he's lasted along down the the road here. Again, center, uh, Ryan Suzuki. I don't think he's as good as his brother. I think he's got some some ticks in his game, but I think you, he's still a really or, and they can't pick Spencer Knight because they, they traded the Hawks in the Cocomani trade to get a goaltender uh, two years ago, so I don't think they're going to pick a goaltender here, uh, and I don't think they're going to go defense because they got those young guys there, you know, and they're going to have to start paying them too, and that's the other issue. All right, so I had Ottawa taking uh, Spencer Knight at 19, kind of like, because they have to, and they're going to get another player at 32, and they're going to rebuild, so they'll try to sign some guys, and it's a long process, and they figure they're going to pick next year pretty early um, and not trade it away like they did this time, right? Yeah. <laughs> you guys ready for 20 now? Yep. Yeah. Bring it on. Rangers wait, second on. Wait, wait, let's hold on. So you've got Colorado taking – you've got Montreal taking Raphael Lavoie. You've got Colorado taking Alexander Newhook. Uh, 17 is Vegas, uh, Arthur Kaliev, yep. Dallas, uh, is Ryan Suzuki. Ryan Suzuki and Ottawa Spencer Knight, correct? Right. 
Okay, keep going. Right. And Mo- Montreal sort of kind of a reach, but I, again, it's not like the kid's not a good player. And um, that's that's the thing. Now, let's get down to the Rangers. Rangers got, you know, this really got lo- super lucky, and now they can take a chance. The last couple of years, all those players they drafted, bigger, skilled Russians and, and Euros, now is when you take the redhead Cam York. He's not big. He's going to need time. He's going to be their future um, defenseman, their rushing defenseman. And I think it's a perfect spot for him. He might go a lot earlier than this, too. I, you know, who knows? The teams might look at, you know, his, but I think an American kid here, another one off that roster, it's going to be big news uh, all over Manhattan, and, it, and it's, it's a solid pick at this point. Okay, so at 20, I've got Rangers taking York. 21, Pittsburgh. Whew. Okay, Maurice <laughs> Sider. Okay, I'm going to have them take – this is like the, what one of the only picks they have. They have to rework that defense. I could have them take a forward. Uh, there's not that many that are, are you know, exceptional, dynamic, um, that are going to come in and play soon. And I think – um, Cider is going to be a good hockey player. They'll take time with him, and they'll go that way as opposed to L.A. at 23, who uh, – I'm sorry, at 22, rather, who are going to take a kid I love, uh, mean, big, tough, old-fashioned in some ways, but still has all the skills, not as much as the smaller guys, Matthew Robertson. I mean, from Edmonton, he's a really good hockey player, and I think that, I just think that he's going to go off the board, and if he lasts longer than this, somebody's going to try to trade into the bottom of the uh, uh, board to get him, and I don't think anybody's going to trade any of these positions in his his draft, because the players are just too good. Okay, let me go on. Islanders. Um, I think they're going to go for Philip uh, Tomasino uh, based on just his abilities long term. And he, he just he plays right wing, uh, but in a lot of ways, he, he just he's, got, he's a high tempo player, and that's the way the game is uh, played. His, he's got a high IQ, he's got good foot speed too. And, so, and that's what everybody's looking for, and he fits. Now, this is sort of kind of a reach at this point for Nashville. I am not going to have them take a defenseman, even though there's a couple coming up right after that that they very well might. You know how they, everybody says, oh, they always take a defenseman and they develop them. I, I see Samuel Poulin, Patrice Poulin's son, as upward bound. I don't know if everybody else sees him going this high at 24, but he's, he's got physicality. He's a good hockey player. And I think that team needs uh, to serve notice now that they're not going to find a goal scorer unless, unless one of those other guys like Kaliev drops this far. They're not going to. So this is the time you get some, a kid like this who is going to shake things up, play a strong game time there and maybe get some room for your other, your other players. And, uh, and and that'll help them long term because they're going to have to they're going to start filling, they're going to start trading those guys as that team keeps failing if they keep failing. All right, I'm up to Washington at 25 now, and again, many would say I am going to reach here, but I really don't think so on this one. I think that they Washington will 
a, f- a pick, and it's a good fit, of Vladislav Kolyachok Hawk. Knock. Wait, let me say it again. Kolyachok Knock. Okay, he's a kid who London drafted. Uh, he got him. They got him as an import, and then when Boquist came back and Bouchard came back, and they had kids that were in their system that they were loyal to, they they just put him on waivers. I think he played like one game for London. They put him on waivers and he went to Flint, which is a terrible team. Okay, and he was really one of the best players. So he did everything. He he showed that he's an all-around defenseman who can play the game at a high level and I think he's got a really huge upside and Washington is going to take him simply because of the way he fits. Okay, Calgary. Um, I think they're going to go I think that I, you know, I, I, there's all this talk. They're going to make some changes there and try to add some players. Well, the way I look at it, they're going to have to get rid of a defenseman somewhere along the line. He may be TJ Brody or something like that. We're going to sacrifice him. So I have them taking uh, Tobias Barenfoot. He's a Swedish push defenseman. Um, and, again, he kind of fits that that stereo of, of Cam York and those guys. Um, and he can come in and he, and he looks like an NHL defenseman already from the international play. But again, I'm not reaching as much as I'm saying, if you want defensemen, they're going to start you off the board around here. Uh, okay. Tampa. Um, and again, this, a lot depends upon, I'm going to have them take a Finn defenseman, not that big uh, kid either, uh, but pretty solid. Vili Hinola. He's a big minute muncher, solidly built in a couple of the tournaments. And I can't think of offhand when somebody tried to hit him, they would, they would hit him and they would end up the one being hurt. And this would depend upon whether Tampa actually would make that silly trade and, and try to get uh, Carlson. Um, if they did, I think maybe I'd, I'd throw Brent Leeson, the big uh, winger there, uh, instead of him. Okay, Carolina. Um, they're going to take a developmental player, uh, Connor, Connor McMichael. He does everything well. He's not right now a, a blazer-type player who you're going to say any, – and he plays with London, it's, so it's a it's – a, he's got good speed and good hands and instincts and all this stuff, but he – he's not getting to play the minutes and he needs to be a better defensive player. And he's only about six foot, like one, maybe he's 175. No, I don't know. But he's a guy who to me has a lot of upside and you can, he's not playing at center and they traded those two centers away, unfortunately to Calgary and, and they got rid of Rask who was overrated. I thought anyway, so it might be somewhere where they might want to invest. Now we're at Anaheim at 29 and again, I'm going to go off the board. So we gave them a small Soderstrom after they were this big, gigantic, uh, heavy lifting team all those years. I'm going to have them take Jacob Pelletier out of the Quebec League. He's a high motor player. He's not big. He's already got good strength, though, for a player at that level where you kind of, you can see that he's, he's going to, he can dominate guys. He's really a good player. He's a winger. And I think he'll, he's a, he's a guy that, that they would take here or I would project them to take and then at 30 Buffalo we had Buffalo early taking Boldy you know again a bigger guy to fit with those guys and here I had Brent Leeson and I just and I'm two picks away so just give me some latitude here before I run out of breath here um he's older and closer this is his third draft so you have to say to yourself why did it take three drafts for him to develop because it did 
That's what happens with guys. Or you could also say maybe the Western League isn't all that great and he's playing against younger kids and that's why he looks that good. So maybe he drops to the second round. But he's a big guy. He knows how to play. He, he plays for, you know, with a, a, a really good team, fits in with that team. And I think that's the way I think Buffalo should go. And but as you said, we want to make them competitive. And these are players that really help make that locker room better, too. Uh, at Boston, again, this is going to seem crazy, too, because here you think of Boston as what they are. They're not that big that year, this year in the Stanley Cup, I, I just read. But I'm going to go a different way with them. I am going to say they're going to pick their own miniature Johnny Hockey in Bobby Brink. Um, he... People complain about his feet and that he's not uh, pretty, but he's an, a packful player who needs time, and I think he'll be their pick. He's smaller, and they'll deal with that, and he'll fit in fine. And then at 32, I have Ottawa taking, um, which some might say it's a, a reach, but I'd have, I have him taking Alex Vlasic, the big uh, USA developmental defenseman. He's mobile. He has a high watermark. He's never going to be a number one, but he's going to be, uh, nonetheless, he's going to be a good player too uh, down the line, and he's going to be a pro player. So it's a nice pick at the end of the round. You kind of you have a good investment there. All right, so we have gotten to the second round, and uh, we're going to let Wiz take a break and take a breath. Um, okay. For the sake I'm of ready. his health. Uh, <laughs> Um, I'll take so a drink. Let's let's. So we've we've gone through the through the first round. A lot of good players uh, come off the board. Um, I'm not going to even begin to pretend to uh, have a knowledge of the talent in this draft. This deep in the draft, it's interesting. So a lot of people, myself included, were you know leaning more towards the Hawks taking Bowen Byram. Um, but we've in our mock draft we've we've shifted to um, you know the big centerman. Um, Dylan Cousins. So, Wiz, when you catch your breath, uh, I'm ready. <laughs> so, pick 43. Um, it's hard to say, you know, uh, who's still going to be there. Um, there's some some interesting players there in the second round. There's there's a lot of defensemen you've got in your mock draft there in the second round. Uh, you know, Velasic is a guy I think the Hawks might like to see fall to them at 43. Um, so, who do you, who do you th- what are the options there for the Hawks at 43? You know, well, in terms you know of- what. I, I like the kid I have there, and he got better and better when I saw him. Um, he's not going to be a star player, Braden Tracy. He's a left wing. He's a, right now he's around six foot one eighty three, and if you're talking about guys maybe falling into their laps, well, um, you know you got to think too that there are um, Nathan Laguerre. From uh, who was in the finals, I have Montreal taken later, is a guy they might be interested in. Um, I don't think there's a defenseman there um, who they that who they would um, take at this point because they're not a dynamic one. Ryan Johnson's a really good player, except there's a kid I like who's at Shattuck of St. Mary's, Jackson Lacombe. And I could understand that happening. And so uh, I don't think they're going to go um, 
defense. I just don't. I, you know, you're right. It would be nice if there was this big defender there who fit that, you know, mold that we want to have back on that uh, backside there. But I think they're going to look uh, at each one of these players and they're going to continue to do what they do now. They're looking for speed, guys that handle quickly, think through quickly. And, and also, I, I, I'm sorry, I forgot the Kelowna kid, Caden Korsak. I don't think he's going to be any uh, a star player, but I think he's going to be a decent enough defenseman, and uh, he's good in his own end, and just simply he plays a smart position. If they were going to take a defenseman, he might be a long, um, a long-term guy. Hey, there's this guy late in that second round. Um, I'm not even sure I can say his name. Elvin Grew, and they hate him in all over Sweden, and he's only six foot around 180, but all the other teams hate the guy. And so that makes me like him. Yeah. <laughs> that, they, that they hate him so much. And, you know, and there's a kid uh, who played with Chicago Steel, Maestro, the maestro, uh, Robert. Uh, Master Simone. Maestriomi, is that right? Master Simone, uh, so yeah. A we... lot of people have him ranked a lot higher. And uh, there's a nice winger, uh, Simon Holstrom, who would fit with the Hawks, what the Hawks do. And I'll tell you what, uh, that goalie, Isaiah, I have there, Seville, a lot of people think it's a reach, but. Um, you have to wonder, and the and these small guys, and don't discount these small guys that I have there. You know, a lot of them are players, and uh, the other guy, last last guy climbed up uh, the ranks uh, is Igor Afinyev. Yeah, that's his name. I I, I can't say it. Uh, Afinyev. Yeah, Igor, from played for Muskegon. Yeah. He's got a big uh, body and plays plays a nice. Style has some scoring ability, and the kid from Finland, uh, Patrick Pistola. I don't think he'll be there when the Hawks pick, because he's six foot one sixty five now. He looks like a player too. And you know, there's a uh, last one, the kid from uh, Elmira, uh, New York, John Beecher, uh, big kid. He uh, sort of dropped um, down the rankings out of the first round, and you have to wonder. You know, he might be a, a bigger guy that would fit in long-term. He's from the U.S. program. The U.S. program has just done a great job. It's, it's a great draft for them, and it's been uh, my pleasure to be talking about this draft with you guys because uh, it's, it's been a fun, fun for me to, to do the draft this way. A lot more pressure, but I love it. Love it. Wiz, thank you. Everybody I mean, get the car, a... just like what said, <laughs> guys. Wiz, Here. this has been great. Everybody got a car tonight. And, yeah. Uh, Thanks, Wiz. We really appreciate you coming on. And, uh, um, you know, it's going to be really interesting. We'll probably have to have you on again, on again after the draft to analyze the picks that the Hawks take. Um, where you you typically, I know, having known you for several years and followed your, your work on DraftSite and elsewhere, that, um, you know, you can provide really, really good insights on the players that the Hawks take. So we'll we'll plan on that. And uh, if, you're, if you're amenable to it coming back It would be my home. pleasure. All right, good. Awesome. All right. Well, that's we Bill Playsick. Yeah, let me let me let me All do right, a little guys. plug here. That's Bill Playsick. You can find him on Twitter at the Real Wiz W I Z, and you can also find his mock drafts on DraftSite.com. He's, he's there's a link right on the front page uh, to his his mock drafts, so you can go over there, check him out, support the Wiz. Uh, he's been very generous with his time. So thanks a lot, Wiz. You're welcome. Bye bye. Thank. All, right. All right, that was awesome. You know what? You know what? Go, coming into this, I didn't know how it was going to go, but I had a lot of fun with this. Uh, what do you yeah, think? He's Eric? great. What he's do you think? Crazy. He's he's 
He's like, I mean, people, you know, ask me what he's like because I've met him in person. He's like um, uh, Rick from Rick and Morty. He's like, you know, <laughs> the mad scientist <laughs> grandpa. <laughs> well, you um, know, when you, when you see that he's an ex-math teacher, it kind of makes sense. Yeah, he's no, Wiz is great. And uh, he, yeah, I'm, I'm going to tell you something. Um, very few people out there are as accurate as he is in terms of projecting picks and how he grades players. Um, I mean, he's, he's like pro quality. He's really good. And, uh, so it was, it was fun to have him on. And, uh, I think, you know, it's, there's a lot of picks here that you could debate from now until, till doomsday. And because there are a lot of really good players, this, this is a deep draft in terms of quality players. So, um, that was I think the people listening to this are going to have to be really entertained. Yeah, that's exactly what he said. He said he, he's so excited because the quality of players that goes into the second round is so high. Uh, it's a deep draft, so yeah, it's going to be exciting. Uh, Eric, what did you think of it? I know you, you know he, the whiz was kind of ran- going on for a while, but it was so good that I didn't want to interrupt them. What do you think, Eric? You, you see anything in there? Um, yeah, I mean, I I think. Uh... Again, I mean, you guys just touched on it, but the quality that that really goes very deep into the draft, um, you know, is is great. And especially this year that the Blackhawks do have a second round pick, um, you know, that that's great. Um, hasn't always been the case in in recent years, so it's good that they have that. Um, and kind of what we just touched on again, um, you know, it, it's really kind of anybody's guess, um, even up as high as third, um, you know, and it'll be really interesting to see how it unfolds. Um, you know, like Wiz was saying, and you guys touched on as well, it'll be really interesting to see where Spencer Knight goes. Um, you know, we've talked about him, uh, in, in our group chat as well. And, um, you know, I just think that it'll be a really interesting draft this year. I mean, it always is, but I just think this year in particular is especially intriguing. Yeah, I, I couldn't put it any better. So what do you think? We want to wrap this up with the Hawks news and get out of here? Yeah, we had a question from uh, from Ricochet. Yeah. We, well, let me address the questions that we already addressed. I just want to, okay. uh, I just want to say that um, uh, there was a question from my boy, Todd Ashworth, from Las Vegas. He's a detective out there, huge Vegas Golden Knights fan. Uh, he's a friend of mine. Um, he asked about the Spencer Knight going in the first round, so the Wiz actually did. Uh, address that that he thinks that uh, Knight will go in the first round and that he may be one of the best athletes in the in the draft. Um, yeah, uh, there was. Let's see. What if they they trade the pick? Uh, no one seems to think that they're going to trade the pick, but um, you know, uh, you know, they could move down possibly if someone gave them some kind of great deal. Jackie Davis brought that up. Uh, it would have to be a deal that kind of blows them out of the water, and they would have to, and it would have to be that they were going to then pick a guy that they uh, that would fall down to them at whatever other pick they had. Um, uh, go ahead with the Mister Ricochet one, though. So our buddy Mister Ricochet um, tweeted a question to us while we we're actually recording, uh, but I caught it, and he was asking. You know, he said he said that he's heard rumors that the New York Rangers picking ahead of the Hawks are very high on Bowen Byram. And he said, should the Hawks try to trade up for Capo Caco? Well, um, the, the answer sort of in the question, I think, is yeah. if the Rangers are indeed that high on uh, Byram, they may take him. <laughs> and then and then Capo Caco falls into the Hawks' lap. And uh, 
So um, I, I don't see the Hawks trading up. I, I feel like anything that either of those teams would want in return for switching spots is something that the Hawks arguably cannot give up. Correct. Uh, I agree. You know, um, they don't have a lot of top tier pro- prospects or young players at this point. They've got a couple, um, but they need to, to accumulate those guys, and not get rid of them. And they're well positioned to grab a uh, terrific uh, player at number three. Um, and I, I do, I do think I, I am a believer that if they really feel like the group, you know, the players available from three to say six, seven are, you know, similarly graded, you know, perhaps Bowman, somebody, somebody does come at Bowman with a really great offer that allows him to accumulate a couple of other quality assets. In addition to a, a good player, he could still take it five or six, um, a really good player. Um, that that might make sense. I mean, it's it's going to be interesting to see. I don't think that that's the type of move Bowman typically makes. But then again, you know, uh, drafting Adam Boakfast last year in some ways was not a move that Bowman typically makes. So um, we'll see. Yeah. Uh, so that that's pretty much the questions that I think were in. Uh, what if they trade their pick? Yeah, that's pretty much all the questions as far as the draft goes. Um, so for right now, um, just a couple of uh, quick points. Uh, I don't. I don't want to go on too uh, too long with this. The Blackhawks extended Slater Cuckoo. He's going to be a depth defenseman, probably seven eight guy, whatever, depending on who they uh, get in free agency. You can't really. Uh, you can't really dis- or you can't really disseminate right now where he's going to sit because we don't know what's going to happen in free agency and uh, in the trade market. So, but you'd probably kind of think that he's going to be kind of a depth guy. Um, do you guys agree? Yeah, I, you know, again, I mean, I, I, to me, I heard, you know, a lot of people were getting upset about giving him, I think it was something like $900,000. It's, you know, I mean, it's, that's basically, uh, you know, a lower level player. That's what you pay him. He's got some experience. I mean, he's, you know, on a, on a defense full of, for the most part, bad defensemen, he's one of the better defensive defensemen, uh, which isn't saying much. He's like the tallest midget, but um, hey, no. that's fine. <laughs> I know that feeling. <laughs> yeah, he, it's fine. I mean, um, he's 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 on a good defense. He's probably a seven. Um, I, but I don't think the Hawks are a good defense yet. So perhaps he he plays a more extended role. Eric, anything on Cuckoo? Yeah, I mean, I think JJ summed it up pretty well there. Um, you know. He, and and I think the big thing here also is that cap hit. You know, if if they are able to to either trade for a defenseman or sign a defenseman that slots in higher than him, you know, just send him down to Rockford. It's not a big deal. Um, you know, and uh, but like what JJ said, you, you kind of know what you're getting out of him, um, even if it isn't anything crazy special. Um, he can be um, a little bit more of a of a reliable stay-at-home type of guy, um, you know, which we've established they don't really have a whole lot of. Um, so, yeah, I mean, to me, it's kind of a, a bit of a take-it-or-leave-it. Um, you know, it's not you know, not the greatest thing ever, but I don't mind it either. Yeah, it just makes a full boat right now. Yeah. Um, the, the, we, we kind of mentioned a little earlier about the tournament, the double IHF world championships, a lot of pro player, a lot of NHL players, pro players in the KHL as well. All were there. Um, the Finns won, uh, Kevin Lankinen stood out, 
uh, you know, uh, Rockford Ice Hogs goalie Kevin Lankinen stood out, played really well. Henry Yokiharu played well, very, you know, very well as well, as well as Capocaco, the, the aforementioned Capocaco. Um, you know, it. Kane played, DeBrinket played. There were several Blackhawks. If we brought up the possibility of Capo Caco playing with Slater or Cuckoo. <laughs> I, I think I have somewhere. Yeah. Okay, never mind. Yeah, but there, and there's also a city called Cuckoo in, uh, I, I forgot what country it is, but I can't imagine Capo or uh, Slater Cuckoo playing in Cuckoo, but uh, whatever. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it, the yeah, the double IHF tournament. I mean, it's the NIT tournament of hockey. Uh, you know, it's the, the the teams who didn't make it, the leftover players. Um, but it's good to see, you know, the, the, that kind of competition. Uh, let's not get crazy about Kevin Lincoln, and he's never played a pro. You know, he's never played an NHL game before. Uh, so let's not let's let's, let's not slot him in is is anything more than. He's probably going to be the, the the solid starter in Rockford next year, and possibly could be, uh, you know, in there with Calendelia to maybe be a future Blackhawks starter. But that's down the road. It's, it would take a while. There's still development to be done. I mean, even Calendelia at this point probably is not, you know, ready to slot into a, you know, be the starting Blackhawks goal yeah, yet. I mean, uh, I think Jeff Glass won a world junior championship back yeah. in the day too. Yeah. I mean, and so I, I you, you just got to take all the stuff with, with a significant grain of salt in terms of how it translates to actual pro potential. Um, it's, it's a positive um, for Lincoln and, and, you know, suggests that, uh, yeah. you know, he may have some, he may be a factor going forward. Um, but I, yeah, I don't think you can assume anything. Yeah. Right. It's uh, you know, it is what it is. It's, it's nice to see some of these things, but, chill out a little bit uh eric you have any you have any thoughts on uh the world championship uh yeah i mean like you guys said it's, it's a little bit premature to get uh overly excited about him um you know sure i mean he he had a couple of phenomenal games in this tournament i mean you know you can't take that away from him at all um but also on the flip side like we said it is the world championships it's not the play you know the stanley cup playoffs it, it really is not all of the best players in the world um, and, you know, like I think gate, you said it earlier that, you know, he hasn't even set foot on an NHL rink yet. And, um, you know, even spent a majority of the year in India as well this year. And, you know, just to get excited over a couple of weeks, um, you know, of, again, give him credit. He was great these last couple of weeks, but let's, let's keep it in perspective and, and, uh, you know, see what happens. You know, maybe, maybe that you know he is the real deal, and if so, great. But let's not expect that either. And also, maybe this may have been the best week. You know, that may have been the best week he's ever played in his entire life. Mm-hmm. That could end up being that way as well. So you know, um, it just could have been a circumstance thing. So pump the brakes a little bit. Um, and the Blackhawks filled the 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 position that uh, a Granado left. Uh, Thomas Mitel, middle Mitel, who's a former. Uh, uh, assistant coach under Colleton when he was over uh, over in Europe, uh, came over. Not a big surprise there. Um, uh, Mitel was actually a head coach for the past two years at a, at a different team. But, uh, I, you know, I don't know what you're going to expect out of the guy. He's just, you know, he's an assistant coach. Colleton likes him. Probably, uh, you know, will will help enforce Colleton's system. And that's about all we can go from there. Anything with that? No? Good. 
No. No, you know, I, well, you know, assistance. It's so difficult, you know, from where we sit and from where you know all the fans sit, really to to appreciate, you know, uh, assistance. You know, but there's there's definitely um, always um, you know a chemistry either for or against certain assistance with the players. I mean, the players interact with them very regularly. We get a lot of direct coaching from them on their positions or on their units. You know, the special teams that they're involved in, et cetera. So. You know, hopefully uh, this guy has a good rapport with the players. I mean, he I did read a quote from him talking about, you know, the the, the you know, that it's kind of a new generation in hockey now. And then you've got to relate to players um, slightly differently. And I think that I think that's true. Um, so um, hopefully uh, he'll have that. I, I, I think you can't be talking about Jeremy Calton's unit. So we're just done with phrasing, right? That's not a thing anymore. <laughs> All right. You have a sick mind. <laughs> yeah, very sick. Um, so I think that kind of wraps things up. But before we get to uh, you know wrapping things up, I just want to uh, congratulate our new writers. Uh, we have yes. Ju- Juliana, and uh, it's 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 knee catch. I think it's knee catch or knee catch. Yuri C catch. Yeah, Yuri C catch. Getting excited now. Um, and, uh, we have Julia who, who's coming on. She's going to do some of her editing as well. She's going to help Eric out, give him a little bit of a hand. Cause he's going to have a full boat, uh, coming, you know, the next season. Uh, we have Taylor Dahl who she actually lives in Florida, but she's, uh, you know, covered, covered the Hawks for other sites. She actually works, uh, at a sports radio station down there covering, and she may do some coverage of some EC- ECHL stuff. Yes, as the well. Florida Everblades. Yeah, we may, uh, we may launch some coverage of the Florida Everblades this so, year at the ECHL. Welcome, Juliana. Welcome, Taylor. Um, and then we have my old buddy. <laughs> I've known him for a long time. He uh, used to write it's, uh, you know, some other sites here. Um, Sean Fitzgerald. Uh, you used to know him from the Point Shot podcast uh, back when I was uh, doing the Shoutcast. Uh, m- me and. Uh, my my ex cohort uh, used to uh, tease him a lot for uh, his mispronunciation of player names, but he's a good guy. He's a good writer, and and we welcome him to the staff. And then we have uh, John Albert. Uh, he's Johnny Obbs. Yeah, Johnny Obbs. On the Twitter. Yeah. So uh, <clears throat> all these guys, I I put out tweets. Follow them. Support them. We're really lucky to have this this crew. I'm really excited for this next season. I mean, we're growing leaps and bounds. We're going to have some announcements coming up when the next season comes. Uh, you know, I'm going to be doing some rebranding of the podcast a little bit, uh, you know, for the next season. New, exciting things happening over at the rink. We're just growing leaps and bounds. I'm super excited. We're really proud of the staff. So I just can't go on and on enough about what, what we have coming uh, you know, this summer and the rest in next season. Very excited myself. And we're working on and uh, tentatively have scheduled a really exciting special guest um, here after the uh, playoffs conclude. We can't, we are not at liberty to, to share, uh, but uh, we're really, really excited about that possibility. And hopefully that will uh, materialize for us. And, uh, yeah. you know, just echoing what Gates said, I, I, you know, I remember when our, our, uh, Twitter chat, our rank staff chat, Twitter chat was Gate, myself, Aaron Goldschmidt, and Mario Tirabasi. And it was kind of like you could hear crickets and tumbleweeds in there a lot of days. And, you know, now we've got this just lively dialogue going on 24-7 in there and um, just, you know, interacting with our, our new our new folks, Juliana and um, Johnny and Sean and, and Taylor. Taylor. Yeah. Just I'm, I'm just blown away by how smart they are. 
um, you know, how, how, you know, the, the quality of their insights and their enthusiasm. And, uh, you know, I think at this point we're approaching 15 total writers on staff. Uh, you know, we've, we've, in the last two years, we've, we've, you know, we've launched AHL coverage through Mario Tiramasi, NCAA through Aaron, um, USHL uh, through Ray, Ray Nipientek and Ron Luce. Uh, uh, e, uh, uh, excuse me. Um, uh, Evan, Evan East, Miller. East, Evan, Evan with the Indy Fuel. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I'm just trying to keep it all straight. Yeah, there's um, a lot. And we've, we've got, uh, you know, we've got some exciting additional developments happening in terms of expanding the scope of our coverage um, this year. And again, I'm not at liberty to, uh, to, to share some of that, but <clears throat> it's, uh, you know, the model that we built and we started out with, it's, st- it's starting to take shape and it's, it's really exciting. And for you, our listeners and our, our regular visitors and readers at the site, it's just it's a promise of more and more hockey coverage um, in during the season and when at you know um, in the summertime year round. Um, that that's what we're doing at therink.com. So we're super excited, super proud to do this. Yeah, for sure. I, I completely agree. So welcome to the new writers and uh, like I said, support them. Uh, thanks to you, the fans for you know. Uh, corresponding with us on our on our message board sending questions to the podcast and 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 everything we we really appreciate every little bit uh we don't take take you for granted at all uh we really appreciate everything you know every little bit every email and every uh question and all that stuff so thank thank you so much for everything uh the we wouldn't be we're what, doing what we're doing and succeeding without a fan base and so but that, we we even appreciate the bad reviews no just kidding screw you guys we don't like those <laughs> <laughs> yeah so um i think that's that's about anyone any you got anything else you guys want to wrap up with or are we good oh i mean i i'm still uh planning on coming out with some uh draft prospect profiles in the yes, coming weeks um so stay tuned for that it will probably not be quite as comprehensive as it was last year just because the blackhawks um, just have the one pick in the first round as of right now. And um, realistically, there aren't all that many options that they'll really have to consider um, with that pick. So I'm thinking for right now, it'll probably be a, a top 10. Um, but yeah, stay tuned for that in the coming weeks. Cool. Yeah. And I'm going to try to keep, uh, keep coming up with some prospect videos. I mean, we had the Bolkvist one. I just released the Kuba leak one. That's another thing that we didn't talk about was Kuba leak signed today, but, I mean, we knew all that. We all knew that was coming. Um, the the Kuba one is very, it's long, it's extensive. So you get a really good idea of what this player did uh, in the double IHF tournament and over in his regular season over in uh, in the National League over there, the Swiss National League. So uh, you can check that out. It's 15 minutes long, but it's a lot of footage. So you, you'll get a good idea of what you're going to see with this guy. So uh, that's it. I think uh, I don't have any more plugs. Uh, I want to thank everyone for for everything. I want to thank Bill Playsec especially for taking uh, the time out to come on with us and uh, give us his expertise uh, on, the, on the show. So, uh, Bill, thank you, and we'll have you on again. Uh, you can find all of our comprehensive content at www.thedashrink.com. You can find us on all the popular social media at the Rink Official, at the Rinkcast. I am at Puck and Hostel. John, you are at Jekyll. Eric, you are at W-A-L-A-X-E-R-19, right? Yeah, 19. Yes, sir. There we go. Uh, the Real Wiz, 
uh, just how it sounds. Uh, you can check him out and follow him as well. If you get a chance, please head over to iTunes, rate and review us. It helps us out, lets us climb up the chart, gets su- su- suggestions, sorry, suggestions to other people. Uh, it will, it will uh, help us out a lot. Um, so, all that being said, thanks for taking time out of your busy schedules to download, listen, and support us. Until next episode, see you on the rink.